Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. In Psalm 85, verses 1 through 6, is where I'm going to take a text, and my, the title of this message will be what I preached in March, Revive Us Again, with a completely different message out of the same text. Congratulations to our latest resident pilot, Miss Abby, up there flying around by herself in an airplane. That's quite an accomplishment. Congratulations to you for that. I just seen you moved over. I could see you. Garrett blocks you. Uh, not that Garrett's that big. It's just that you're that small. He can block you. But it's uh, we want to congratulate her on that's quite an achievement. How many other pilots we got in the room? That's. Well, super pilot right there. That's the guy you need to converse with. He's got more hours than anybody I know. Now, I hope that gave you enough time to find Psalm 85, verses 1 through 6. Are you there? Say amen. Amen. Lord, thou hast been favorable unto thy land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. That, That says... That word, that name tells us what this is. I'll come back to that in a moment. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all their sin, Salah. Thou hast taken away all thy wrath. Thou hast turned away, turned thyself from the fierceness of thine anger. Turn us. O God of our salvation, and cause thine anger toward us to cease. Wilt thou be angry with us forever? Wilt thou draw out thine anger to all generations? Wilt thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? Father, I love you, and I thank you for allowing me to be here again today behind your desk, in your place, on your sanctified ground. You set this place apart for the worship of the King. We're here for no other purpose than to lift the name that's above every name, Jesus our Christ. I ask you today, Father, that you would fill my mouth and guard my tongue. I ask you that every time. And you would preach me to your glory inside the bounds of the book. I pray, God, that you'd touch our hearts in this place today. I don't need to hear from a man, Lord. We don't need to hear from a man. We need to hear from you. Do in this place what you would have done, no more, no less. And for your glory... And if there be lost people here today, God save them. But the saints of God, the, the, the people of the Lord, God, uh, wilt thou revive us again? I pray and ask these things in my friend and my king's name, Jesus. Amen. And amen. I disagree with about two-thirds of the common that wrote this, they're doctorates, they have degrees, they're much more learned than I am. 
But when I read this, when I read this, I do not see this as a time of them coming back from the captivity. And if you search this out from a lot of people, they're going to say this was the time this psalm is written in the time. Now, it might have been written in that time, but it's not in reference to that time of the captivity when they were coming back. And I'll show you that here in Scripture. This, because when it says Jacob in the Bible, it's referring to the whole house. When it says Israel, it can be the northern ten tribes. When it says Ephraim, it will be the northern ten tribes. When it says Judah, it's the southern two tribes, Judah and Benjamin. But when it says Jacob in the Bible, Jacob had the sons who became the nations, the chiefs of the tribes of the nation of Israel. And so when you see that word Jacob, it means the whole house like in like in Ezekiel 37 when it talks about when it talks about the whole body and he talks about bringing it back together as one when you see Jacob that's what it's talking about so he has brought the back the captivity of Jacob in other words all of them you know what that's pointing to that's a future time has that happened listen this is I want you to get a hold of this this is prior to the dispersion of the 12 tribes or or very if if it is after that it's right after that when they've been dispersed but they are scattered out throughout the world they're still scattered throughout the world all of Israel true Israel has not come home yet but one of these days this prophetic psalm is saying you're going to bring the captivity those that are out there and you're going to bring them back home now this points to that, I'll not study, do the rest of it. It means they're to be restored, but it also means he asked the question in verse number six, wilt thou not revive us again? Revive here means this, literally and figuratively, it means to make alive again. In other words, it was something that was living and it needs to be, we would say, resuscitated. It needs to be brought back to life back up on its feet, back to purposeful living, back to doing that which is right in the sight of God. Wilt thou not do that? The answer is, yes, he will. Now, can we take this and make a spiritual application in regards to the church? The answer is, yes, we can. Will he set us free from things? That's why he come, to set captives free. Will he not revive us again? Yes, he will, if we so desire. When I look this word up, I don't think this was my message last time. I looked this word revive up, and here's, here's the, name, the word in the original language is call y'all. Call y'all, revive, call y'all. Now, to bring back the life, literally and figuratively, to raise back up, hey, but watch this. Three words that he gave me within that definition was number one was recover. Now, I can't, I can't go back and relive what's behind me, Brother Mike Rimmer. That's impossible for me to do. 
But there are some things that are behind us that if the devil's come and taken from us, we can recover. I want you to understand something. I'm going to go to, to 1 Samuel 3. I'm not turning there, but that's a story I'm going to tell you. 1 Samuel chapter 30 is it, this. David finds himself about to fight with the brethren. He has, sin has run him from where he should have stayed. So he's hiding from Saul and he thinks, he thinks, I'm going to die. So he runs off and he joins up with the enemy. And the thing, this is what struck me. You know what the enemy gave David? Something that his family already owned. He said, I'll tell you what you can do. You can have Ziklag. Ziklag belonged to the tribe of Judah. You can find it in Joshua. Ziklag already belonged to David's people. How can the devil be giving you back what already belongs to you? Here's what happened. So when David's off about to fight with the brethren, which God providentially stopped, I got no time to fight with the church of God. I love them. I got no fight with the Pentecostals or the Methodists. Listen, I got no fight with them folk. I got no fight with the Southern Baptist or, or any other of the 42 different kind of Baptists that there is. I got no battle with them people. And I got no business trying to fight with them either. You don't have any business trying to fight with them. You better do like Mike Blanton says and play in your own puddle. You have enough trouble there to take care of. He's about to fight. God providentially stops the fight. And David goes back to Ziklag and everything he's got has gone. Donnie Wilson, there's a lot of people has let the devil come and take everything they had and run off with it. Yeah. Brother Dennis, they got, the devil's got no business in Ziklag. It already belongs to us. It's ours. Well, how can it be ours? The king gave it to us. And it's the king's call. He can give it to whoever he wants. And he chose us, praise God. So now I thought you said it's the line, it's the tribe of Judah. I'm grafted in. I'm in that family, praise God. How do you know? Because I got an elder brother named Jesus. If, I, if he's my brother, I got to be in the family. And David sat down and the people that was with David were so upset that they started to stone the very one that was leading them. That's a picture of Jesus, by the way. And they not only, they didn't stone him, but they crucified him. And they're going to do this to him. And David, the Bible said, David sat down when everybody was against him. And everything that he had was gone. His children was gone. His wife was gone. Everything David had was gone. And the Bible said, David sat down and he encouraged himself in the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. 
And when he got to encouraging himself in the Lord, he said, Lord, can I recover it? And the Lord said, go up and recover it all. <laughs> Hallelujah. What's he saying? You don't have to leave it in the hands of the enemy. All you got to do is make up your mind. I'm going to be revived. I'm going to recover what the enemy has stole from me. And I'm taking it back. He can't have it. How do I do that? I get revived. Has the enemy taken anything from you? Let's do a survey. Did you at one time have a heart song upon your heart? So strong and bad that you would interrupt and say, I can't sit down until I sing the song. Or a testimony that God's in it, not a moany but a testimony that God's in it that's so strong. How do you know the difference? Because it'll bless them that's around you when you do it. That's the difference. Listen, have that testimony burning on your soul and say, let me tell you what God done for me. Let me tell you what God's been doing. Let me tell you whom I serve. Is that thing in you? Did you ever have it? And if you did, has the enemy come and stole it away from you? I don't know how to get that back. Get revived. When you get revived, you won't, you won't pay no mind to Mike Rimmer. You'll be concerned about you. You're not going to get your own Jacob Tackett. You'll be concerned about you. Revived. I'm taking back what the enemy has stole from me. How do you know to do that? David encouraged himself in the Lord and God said, go recover all. Number two, it's not only recover, but number two, it says this. It says to repair. Now I'm going right down the line. When you find, you can get your Strong's Concordance out and you can look at it, find out, find, find revive. It's just in there about six times in the Bible or maybe seven. You find, find revive. It'll say call y'all is how you pronounce it in the Hebrew. And, 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 and here's what it says. Then it says to recover. Then it says rep- restore or repair. Repair. I go to 2 Kings chapter number 12. Here's what I find. King Joash has taken rule. It's been about 114, 15, 16 years right in there since Solomon erected or built the temple. And so this, this house... This, this building, this structure of God is over a hundred years old. And you know what? There's some things happened to it. I've learned something, Brother Gordon. You would think the older you get, the easier it is to stay on fire. That's the opposite is true. It takes twice as much work for me to stay on fire as it did when I was his age. He reminds me so much of myself, I can't understand it. I used to do the same thing. I couldn't lead a whole song. I'd preach 15 or 20 minutes. They'd say, you think about preaching? No. Been doing it for a year, preaching for a year. No, I'm not preaching. Time takes its toll on everybody in this room. 
Hard to shout when you can't hardly sit there for the pain, Paul. Amen. Things had gotten in disrepair. Something was wrong. What did he say? Here's what he told them to do. He said, go repair the breaches. What's a breach? A hole. The breach was a hole. You know what it was doing? It was letting things in that didn't belong there. Wrong thoughts, wrong attitude leads to wrong actions. The breaches, what is that? The hole. Repair, repair the breaches. It not only lets things in, but it lets things out. A hole works both ways. So there's things that's coming in that shouldn't be there and there's things that's going out that need to be kept there. Is anybody getting anything out of this today? Do you need to recover something today? Is the shout gone? Are we just coming in and going through the motions? We've seen a few people saved. A few. I'm not talking about that. You know why? You know what that is? You know what that is? You know what that is, Jake? Personal. Personal revive. Personally revive. It's when it comes into us. But corporately, bodily, as the church, it is it's when it lines up with Gordon, gets on Irving, and it goes around the room, and it gets on everybody. Now, 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 it's not just personal, praise God, it's, it's contagious. This thing's caught on. Somebody said, I got something I need to fix. I got a hole in right here. I need this repaired. Got the wrong thing coming in. I got the wrong thing going out. I need to fix this. Repair the breach. Ain't nothing wrong with me, preacher. You ought to be the first one on the altar today. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, recover what's disappeared. Help me, God, repair the breach. How do I do this? By getting revived. That's what revive means. When I'm revived, listen, I do, things are recovered. When I'm revived, things are repaired. Relationships are repaired. Animosity. I'm going on record right here and say this. If there's anybody in this building right here that you can't hug their neck today, you're not right with God. So you don't get mad at me about that, preacher. I'm telling you straight up, according to the Word of God. He said, if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. Now, that ain't Mike McCoy. That's Jesus. What do you think that means? That means they better not be nobody in the body of Christ that you can't walk up and embrace Him and say, I love you in the Lord.
We got family members that can't even do that to each other. It's going to be a hard day when you face Jesus with that kind of stuff. It's going to be a hard day. Recover. Repair, got a hole. Got a hole. Something come in. You know it shouldn't be there. I'm not the only guy in this building that can say I've had holes and breaches and I can't fix them. I cannot fix them. But I know who can. By the way, you know he started out as a carpenter, don't you? Who knows how to fix a hole like the carpenter does? Most honest person in this room right there. I got something something that needs to be fixed and I can't take it anymore. Most honest person in this building. Everybody, I'll tell you what, two thirds of the people in this room and I'm being generous at that got something that needs to be fixed today. Ain't no breach right here, preacher. I'm good to go. How do we know? Well, that's easy to say. The things are getting out that need to be in us. What water could be getting out? The things that ought to be in us. My joy of the Lord, praise God. Let me just go on to number three while they're praying. Recovered and repaired. And lastly, it says, and that it's, it says, restore. Restore. You know what David said in Psalm 51 and 12? When David had gone into Bathsheba, he had taken another man's wife. That ain't no different than taking another woman's husband. And when he knew that, when he knew that, you know what David said? He'd gone into that woman and had her husband killed. Had him killed. And he said this. He said, Lord, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore. How did he know that? He'd seen it happen in Saul. The the Holy Spirit was gone and an evil spirit had replaced it. By the hand of God, I don't know. I ain't got that. That's above my pay grade. But I know this. He said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Restore, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. I want to be happy about being saved. I don't want to come and go through the motion. I want to be happy about being saved. People make and mock fun. Listen, they say we're too loud around here. The preacher's too animated. I don't like that stuff. I'm going to be happy about being saved. I'll say bless the Lord in heaven. I'm saved and I'm glad that you know it. I'm saved and I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm glad that I'm saved this morning. I want to be joyful in my soul that Jesus Christ is my king. I want people to know that I'm saved by the grace of God. I didn't deserve it. I couldn't earn it. I couldn't pay for it. But I am saved. Restore that glory. Restore that. 
That's what happens when you have revival. Now I'm going to pastor preach for just a moment. Here's a result of revival. Sins are confessed. If we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin. Do I have sin? I've confessed and confessed. Have you ever told God everything that you know is wrong with you? Have you confessed it? Got a bad attitude? He already knows it. He wants you to tell it so you'll be sure to know it. Sins confessed, saints are cleansed. When James is speaking to the brethren in James chapter four and verse number eight, he said, cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your heart, you double-minded. How does that happen? By revival. When I get revived, the closer I get, the, the more God shows me. I posted it, I've used this in South Carolina, may have mentioned it here, but that post that somebody gave, sent me and I found it, and it said, while others try to exalt themselves, I lay at the foot of Calvary and I'm amazed that I'm even saved. If I'd have been God, I wouldn't have saved me. Praise God. His ways aren't my ways. His ways aren't my ways. The result is sins are confessed, saints are cleansed, and sinners Sinners are converted. Play something, Brenda. Stand, stand with me all over the building. I believe I've given you everything God had me give you. That's up to the Holy Ghost. You need to recover something. You need to repair something. You need to have something restored. You want to come? You want to come? You don't have to do it. He won't make you do it. But he wants you to do it. You want to feel the spirit of God? Draw nigh to God, he'll draw nigh to you. You don't want to feel it? You don't want to be filled? You don't want to be revived? You don't want to be just set where you're at? You don't just come to church every now and then and think everything's good. Something's wrong when you don't want to come to church. I don't like that preaching. You can pick a hundred churches right here in Cumberland County. You won't hear this. You're supposed to come. I need him. I need him. I need him. I need him. Give me a book, Jay. I need him. I need him. I need him to help me. I need him to help me. 390, 390. No, at the bottom. At the bottom, 390. 
Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.